You've now entered the lap of luxury. Prepare your soul for a lavish journey into enlightenment. In the 21st century, people miss text. Oh, it looks like it was already recording or something. I don't know. Maybe you started recording. Maybe. I don't know. Anyways, how do you miss... How do you miss a text message in the 21st century? It's not like, I guarantee, it's not like you have 30 text messages and you just can't make it through all of them. It's not like you have a, you're trying to go through your emails. Like, come on. You read it. And then as you see people keep on texting, it's like, oh, sorry, I've just been so busy. No, don't ever play yourself. Yeah, that's, uh... It's like at this at this stage of the game, it's like if you're not on text messaging, you're you're like like if you don't get what you're doing by now, it's like you're something's wrong. You know what I mean? Like yeah. everybody should be have the baseline to like be able to, you know, respond to a text within the day or something like that, you know. Yeah. It's and so like the reason I bring it up was I hit and I actually I felt bad because I meant to text Grizz and I forgot. I know he's busy, he's got uh, the baby and everything. I just it just slipped my mind to add him to that group chat to see if he wanted to. But like I started this like chat, you know, like two days, three days in advance, and I put Walken and Lord in it, and we're all talking back and forth, trying to figure out a time. Like, oh yeah, you know, tomorrow we would be good, and Walken he suggests a place, and it's good, so we all just meet there. And then like the night of, uh, Doc is like, hey yeah, sorry, uh, I'm not gonna be able to make it. Uh, I just I just landed or something like yeah oh you just now landed you just now <laughs> landed what about have you have you been flying for the last forty eight hours hmm, maybe perhaps I don't know anyways yeah I'm gonna I get off my high maybe we should transition to the uh, petty podcast about more stuff <laughs> I don't know what it is I think uh, some people I guess just like don't I don't know maybe I. And we've talked about this a lot, like just saying no is very difficult, but it's like, just do it. You know what I mean? Because like, it's okay. Right. It's like, it's yeah. better to be upfront about what you kind of saying, but I know yeah. sometimes it's tough to be like, like, if you're like, do you want to hang out tomorrow? And I'm kind of like thinking like, I just want to, you know, hang out at home and like chill. Cause I've had a, I don't know, busy week or something. I was yeah. like, no, I'm good. You know? And it just sounds, it just sounds very abrasive, you know, especially depending on who you say it to type of thing. Yeah. But it's like you just got to do it, you know what I mean? Because otherwise you're just – especially especially the tactic of just not responding, like that's just totally – that's too much, you know? Yeah. It, <laughs> it, it's kind of played out in my opinion. It's just uh, – yeah, it's just played out. But yeah. that's okay. Whatever. Uh, it doesn't hurt my feelings, none. We had a good time. So um, – What were you doing down there if I could ask? Yeah, we were um, – we – so this is kind of mo- moving into a Catchings Jets one. I know uh, it, it felt like that, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of is because so I got some stuff on it. So yeah, uh, I mean, do you, do you have catching jets stuff? Yeah. Or, yeah okay, sure. then we'll just make this catching jets one. We'll just, we'll just talk about that kind of stuff. So, um, so um, we go down there. So a little bit of backstory. We're just down there to do get some briefings and work with some aircraft. Well. This all starts out. We were supposed to work with this um, this F-35 unit down there uh, in Florida and um, go down there. Or we sorry, we we rented a house because the way that we work uh, a lot of times is 
we will, instead of everybody getting, um, instead of everybody getting their own hotel room, especially if you only have, if you have like less than 15 people, we'll say, instead of everybody getting their own hotel room, what we do is get a, like a, essentially for lack of better terms, Airbnb and a house for the week or however long we're going to be there. And believe it or not, even though it may be like, for instance, this house that we stayed in, it was, it was for sale, but they're Airbnb in it, but it was a $1.3 million house. Um, there was like, hey, 12, yeah, there Jeez. was like 12, uh, there's like 12 bedrooms or something. Anyways. Damn. Yeah. It was pretty wild. Uh, there's like 12 bedrooms. And so we all got our own bedroom, but anyways, what we do is we get these kind of houses that way we can get everybody in there and it actually breaks down to be cheaper than everybody having like their own hotel room. Yeah, uh, that's typically, like typically that's a good thought that's a good yeah, idea. It's, and it's completely legal. Um, don't get me started on the, oh, like I, I can, I can get some other bullshit cause the army sometimes is just not super smart about things. Um, anyways, I'm not going to go, that's going to be a way down a rabbit hole. We don't need to. Anyways, <laughs> um, so we order this house and the guy who put the car, the house on his um, uh, government travel card, uh, he ordered it and he requested the, um, the cancellation insurance. Basically um, the specific app that they, that he used doesn't have a, doesn't have cancellation insurance or I think maybe the people don't, but if he works through the app, he can get cancellation insurance and they'll cover the cost. Well, somehow the payment went through. However, the policy didn't generate. So when it was happening was the F-35 squadron canceled on us. Don't get me started on that either. Uh, they canceled on us and we sort of like, well, we're just not going to go down there. Well, because the transaction didn't complete in the paperwork, we were going to have to pay $3,000. So we were like, well, we got to pick now. Spend, waste $3,000 or go down there and maybe we can salvage something. Like maybe we'll just get some briefings, talk to some aircraft, um, like just talk to like some air crew, get some ideas, go talk to some um, test and evaluation guys. And just kind of make our way around, see if we can get some fact, make it a fact-finding mission, I guess you could say. Um, and we go down there, and that's that's pretty much what we ended up doing. So it's not it's not wrong, and it's not it's just weird. It's kind of a, in my opinion, I went in kind of thinking of that sunken cost fallacy that I knew you like. Um, you could lose three thousand dollars, or you can basically lose ten thousand dollars just so you don't have to explain why you lost $3,000, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, exactly. Is you really like, which, what's, what's really more important? But that being said, when we went down there, all the things that we did, it made the trip 100% worth it. So I think it was, we'll just say $10,000 well spent. Um, he, he, the guy who kind of organized it, he pretty much salvaged the whole thing. Uh, so we went down there, the, got some briefings. Like the first day, we got some uh, briefings from it's called the, um, what it, it's it's kind of like a uh, it's called the six SOS I think, um, but we got some briefings from those guys. Um, let's see, um, 
went the next day we got a briefing from like uh, the the test and evaluation squadron down there about some new um, equipment and just how they go about testing and getting it approved and getting the ops tested and approved then we uh the next day we worked with um some afsoc jets and that was pretty sweet like no one else like no, like we um and that's air force special operation command for those who are uninitiated um worked with some of those aircraft and like a lot of us had never actually worked with that, those aircraft before just because it's just just kind of rare because we're conventional assets um so it was really cool um those guys are pretty badass um as much shit as i give like the guys who graduated and who went to those platforms um they're pretty sweet um so anyways um so that was fun and then the next day we what did we do i think we went and um got a brief from the f-35 guys so that was pretty sweet is that where they're at who the f-35 guys uh it's they're all over the place um but this is a I'm not sure if it's a training squadron. It it seems like it kind of is, but I don't know if it's gone from. And I didn't really ask either. It's it seems like it's kind of like a training slash. Um, I think it's kind of like a, like a top off training place almost. So. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, the F thirty five by itself is kind of interesting. I mean, it is really interesting in all aspects, but just how they decide to do the whole joint like variants or like joint program yeah. you know to make and then split off all the variants which yeah. made it i'm sure a shit show shit show as you could tell on the news but um quite quite like a revolutionary kind of thought i suppose it really but, is uh, but we it was kind of crazy we had 10 uh 10 f-35s on our ramp yesterday oh and, really like, they... out, of, out of nowhere we were just like passing by because our building um as it should be is on the flight line so we were just like passing by the door and we looked outside and saw 10 f-35s which i looked <laughs> it up i looked it up they're each like well depending they could be like 94 million dollars a piece you know oh it's only 94 million that's not bad yeah i know that's what i thought too i was like I people, I was it was people so are complaining more. like people are like oh it's a worse we're wasting so much money i'm like 94 million i mean that's not bad that's not how yeah, bad the 35B is 122 million, and this is still low-rate production. So once they do like full-rate production, all the the unit costs will go down too. You right, know, per, exactly. Per jet, essentially. But yeah. I guess because the cost of the the program is supposed to cost 1.5 trillion mm-hmm. over a 55-year life, which again is not. I think it's not as bad as the news made it out to seem. No, I guess I don't maybe think it's bad at all. Maybe like a year or two ago, it was bad because of how little jets they had i suppose but yeah that's probably like that's probably where they're cracking it when you only have like 15 jets you will say in a fleet yeah in the whole fleet and they're like oh this is jet is 2.5 billion dollars per jet and you're like what and then now you're like seeing it's coming down it's like okay let's be real like look at the buff i mean the buff's old and it's 84 million dollars yeah know? exactly like come on it and it doesn't have nearly like the the amount of technology in a f-35's pinky it's probably more than yeah the, i know the f-32 is a whole f-35 is a fucking animal oh dude oh i we were we had that briefing and i was like dude my mind's getting blown left and right here i'm like even though i knew it could do some of this <laughs> stuff i'm just like it's it's just unreal um yeah even so, like a lot of those aircraft are just pretty crazy i mean yeah i mean it makes sense because it's you know kind of a contemporary plane and 
obviously if you have a plane right now it's going to have future stuff in it as well you know yeah. and of course it's so far ahead of you know an f-16 or something like that but just by the nature of it but yeah. it's just like i don't know i mean this is kind of one of my topics it's like if we went against the near – and this is why I wish we could have, like, Sipper or something. You know, we need the Sipper podcast. Yeah. For you all – for, again, the initiated – I can't remember what Sipper stands for. It's, like, Secret Internet Protocol Net or something like that. I can't remember. I'm, I'm misquoting that. But um, it, basically, it's just, like, where – it's, like, internet but a secret. Um, yeah. Like, classified, yeah. Like, yeah. I couldn't – I didn't even think about. I've never even thought about thinking about what the acronym stands for. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. But yeah. But, anyways. But yeah, dude, that thing can just like it could just basically kill anything. You know yeah. I mean? Like it's just like, like you, it, could you put, name it. You could put a fucking monkey in there and it would be. <laughs> it's funny. I uh, cause so we had this conversation and the reason I bring this up is because I was listening to another podcast. Um, it's called the Fighter Pilot Podcast. Um, uh, they and they usually they'll interview. Other like uh, oh, the, yeah, the, yeah. the guys who run it, they're primarily F-18 pilots uh, in the Navy and the Marines. By the way, did you know that the Navy owns some F-16s? I did not. Yeah, they uh, and they're out of I don't either see either Nellis or they're out of um, uh, wherever their weapon school is. Uh, and they own them like they, they I don't know, they'll have like 10 of them and people are called in like F-18 and F-16. Uh, so they can go fly those things. It's pretty wild. But anyways, um, on this on this podcast, they they bring up other uh, platforms. And the one I listened to, they had a Eurofighter um, pilot on. He's a German Eurofighter pilot, and he uh, he was saying the Eurofighter it takes like voice commands and stuff. So oh my god, <laughs> yeah, like, like Alexa. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, but he said it didn't work, which, as I expected, it didn't. It wouldn't probably work very well because you think about. Think, imagine trying to tell Siri, "Hey Siri, you know, do this, that, and the other," and it's just like, "Do you want me to call your mom a whore?" And like, what? <laughs> no, that's not what I wanted at all. I said, "Can you tell me or can you remind me before I enter the house?" Come on. Uh, it, so I can only imagine, like, and it, it, to be fair, it is the government, so you know, like, just like uh, how. You got SpaceX is kind of outdoing NASA right now. Uh, you got to imagine some of the commercial stuff is better than some of the governmental things when it comes to like, and this is a European fighter, but uh, yeah, he's, he's <laughs> they would always be like, yeah, like you, you can about all you can do is maybe tell it to change the radio for you or something like that. So it's just interesting to uh, <laughs> they they the German guy was saying how he uh, he had some issues trying to. Uh, get it to do like some command like voice commands that's funny i didn't even realize they had that but what i was um getting to before was i and i forgot was um like i, I don't know it's like i think with our proficiency and um equipment i think we beat out anybody you know what i mean if like if we could truly get the f3 i mean the f35 i guess is uh, completely IOC in the sense of like it's combat ready, right? Yeah, I want to say they're doing operational tests out at places. Oh, okay. I want to say like like I'm saying like when I say operational tests, like not like ops operational tests like your squadron operational tests. I'm talking about um like they're actually it's it's IOC essentially like they have them going to places and employing. I'm pretty sure. 
and IOC is what is it initial operating operator operations capability or something like that yeah, along those yes. lines. Yeah. So basically, that means uh, it's full up. Yeah, much. basically, it could it could start getting going. Um, yeah, I, 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 like so if that if that's all good to go, and we have the F twenty two and whatever else, you know, and, and that's yeah. the one thing is like we are pretty behind. I mean, this new generations with um, so the F thirty five and obviously the F twenty two was that fifth and fourth gen respectively. Uh, uh, F thirty five and F twenty two are both fifth gen fighters. Oh, they're both. Yeah. yeah. Um, but with that, you know, like we're behind on the bomber, which obviously is happening with the B twenty one, and then we're behind on the tanker with just KC forty six, which I have something about later. But like, imagine if we got all those, uh, you know, ILC, and we were able to, be, they were combat ready. Like, dude, I think we would wipe the floor with fucking people. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I mean, even like, I'd even be willing to say, um, just with our fourth gen, fourth gen plus fighters. Yeah. Uh, for, fourth gen plus being. Um, like advanced systems in in older like so an upgraded radar uh, avionics and whatnot in let's say and whatnot in say an F eighteen or an F fifteen or F sixteen um, that being advanced uh, uh, being a fourth generation plus fighter I think uh, we got a lot of we have got a lot we've got a lot of good things going with that and you look at all like the main Really, the main uh, producers of world-class aircraft, you're looking at pretty much Russia and China, um, who are making the most stuff. So, you know, you got Russia with their Su-27 variant or the Flanker variants, and then the MiG-29 variants or the Fulcrum variants. Those are great aircraft, uh, really phenomenal aircraft, to be honest. And I think those are, like, they they have some fourth-plus gen or fourth-gen plus fighters. So, um it, you know, whoever they're selling it to and whoever's using those uh, aircraft, it's uh, it'd be a tough fight. But I think with the fifth gen stuff coming online, it's and it, when people actually buy it um, or they buy the hype, there can be there can be some good devastation, I think, on our part. Yeah. And I mean, especially when you look at like, I think our if nothing else, our proficiency is way higher, and we have—I yeah. think our equipment is way higher too. The only thing is, I think a lot of the times those guys might have, you know, if they have like a, if they have a cheaper airframe, then they probably have more of them. You know what I mean? So yeah, then they can play the numbers game, I suppose. But it's yeah, it's kind of the um, the old World War II example of Germany having the Panzer tank, and then like one Panzer taken, but. Cost a lot, and then we have a bunch of Sherman Sherman tanks, which we're, we outnumber them ten to one. We just beat them by sheer force. Yeah. Um, except for be the opposite way in this one, on this one, I guess. <laughs> Imagine if you're like on that side, you know, with like the Shermans, you know, and you know your commander just says like, "All right, guys, uh, so we're not uh, gonna be better than them, but we got more than them. So uh, go out and uh, get her done." <laughs> you know, you're <laughs> just like, "Oh fuck." You know what? You know what argument this is, right? What's that? Oh, quality over quantity. No, this is the how many people, how many of you and your friends is gonna take <laughs> to, to take down a gorilla. That's essentially what it is. And in this was, case, uh, the gorilla was the pa- the Panzer tank. I was thinking of the joke before, like how many gorillas does it take to take one F thirty five down? You know, or something. <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know. It's very it's very tough because it's like. That's 
That's almost what, I, I, I want to do more research in terms of like how much money are we putting into like the F-35 or the F-22 or whatever, KC-46, B-21 to get what we're like the contemporary stuff, like contemporary technology or like better, you know, versus like um, what they were doing with the F-16 or something like that. Like, is it about the same, like, you know, in terms of with uh, inflation and all that taken into consideration or are we like... Are you saying like what we're spending now on the F thirty five was that similar to what we were spending when the F fifteen yeah. first came out? Yeah, like is it the same scale or like ratio yeah, uh, based on the time? You know what I mean? Uh, I'm I really don't know. I'd I, it like, would surprise me if it was uh, either on either of the answers honestly. Because if it was, because uh, I like if the, when the F sixteen came out, I feel like it was kind of top of the line, right? Like it was pretty. It had a global presence, I'm sure. Oh, like, yeah. Like oh, really, all of them. F-16, 15, 18. Yeah, 15 was badass, too, The especially the when the Charlie variant came out. Yeah. I mean, it's it's still one of the best air-to-airs. Oh, yeah. It's just one of – and it's hard to believe, but, you know, a lot of these aircraft, they came out in the 70s. Um, you're like, F-16, like, oh, yeah, it's new. No, it's really not that new. It came out in – I want to say, like, like, they started design in the 70s. It might have came out in, like – 82 or something like that maybe yeah uh, don't quote me on and, that one you go to fact check it but and when we were all kids like the f-16 was the like the jet you know what i mean like that was yeah. the plane or maybe the f-15 like that was the jet to uh that like was on the, all the air force commercials or whatever yeah. advertisements or something like that hell shark wants to fly it <laughs> it's relevant still well yeah he's gone i mean he's going to fly it so that's pretty sweet yeah. hopefully That'll be uh that'll be fun. Did he ever find out his location? No, I don't think he's gonna figure out until um later, but God, I just love fucking with him so much. Anyway, <laughs> um okay, so if you got nothing else on that, um here here's an interesting topic I was thinking about. So with like the nuclear treaties and stuff like that, you know how like we're all like whatever we can have we can all have X number of nukes. You know, we kind of like made it so we kind of set the bar essentially. Um, what do you think about if we just all, like, so if we all have the same amount of nukes or like the same capability, maybe let's say, you know, you got the mutually assured destruction, right? So why don't we just go to zero or even one, like, which like kind of sidebar one would be interesting, right? Because it'd be like, you know, like I shot a nuke at you. You know, like an ICBM or something. And yeah. then you took a bomber and like I, I destroyed one part of your country, but then you take a bomber from another part of the country and come bomb me, but I have nothing to retaliate with. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's like it's like a one for one. It's like, well, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like I don't know. I mean, just thinking like um I guess philosophically, like if you're gonna have the same amount and this mutual assured destruction is in place, obviously you know, it's hard to make people let go of the what they have, you know. Uh, but we might as well just get rid of everything or go to one. I feel like, you know what I mean? I don't know. <laughs> just go, but like, the thing is, I think if the, if you just go to one, then there's, it's not going to be able to get everybody, you know, you have to first, like, it's got to work, you know, and all that. But so I, I understand what you're saying, like, or at least have the same number. Because then, if you only have one, then you don't really have 
mutually assured destruction. You just have right mutually assured. <laughs> you have mutually assured uh, damage, not destruction. Right. Uh, at the point where we're at now, it seems like uh, as as we've seen in um, across the you know open source stuff, um, everybody has a ton of nuclear weapons, and it's enough to pretty much destroy you know the world twice over <laughs> at this at this point uh so i hear what you're saying and it's difficult because really if you if there was a way to get everybody to get rid of them i think it would be fine that being said if somebody has one then they're like well i want yeah. one and then it just keeps on up in the ante and that's why i'm thinking <laughs> like i mean this is like basically where we're at now in terms of like, you know, we say like you can have, let's just say, I don't know, 23 or something like that. Uh, but so it's almost like it's kind of like binary. Maybe it's like either have zero or have, you know, however many. Yeah. But yeah, it, I think it is tough because nobody knows if somebody else has some. So maybe everybody gets like three or one. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that way. I don't know. Whatever would make people feel comfortable. But it's yeah. like and then here's the other question is. Uh, this is probably a tangent, but it's like, what's next for weapons? I guess hypersonics. Is that yeah, like? I mean, going, did I see that video of the hypersonic? Uh, uh, they did a like, what is it called? It's not a train. Uh, I'm not. I don't mean to cut you off or derail you, but no, there's this. Uh, they they had a video of this hypersonic, uh, like the us testing, like the United States testing this hypersonic missile. It was insane. Uh, Dude, you see it like it, it, it looks like it goes in like seriously like hyperspace it looks like it's <laughs> like, like you know when you watch Star Wars and it's like he pushes it up to light speed and it's kind of like yeah. everything slowly goes and all of a sudden like in a snap they're flying through stars that's what it looks like you see this like they launch a rocket the rocket starts going uh, a stage fires off it goes even faster the next stage fires off and it's just like it's it's insane I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna have to look it up and I'll just uh, send it to you on Instagram or something. But yeah, it is insane. Uh, and, and it's interesting to think about like uh, who's the who are those guys that do like the research laboratories, the government research, whatever it is. DARPA. DARPA, uh, yeah. Defense yeah. Applied Research Program Agency, I think. Yeah, it's just funny how like. One day we like nobody's thinking about hypersonics. The next day it's like, hey guys, we got hypersonics. By the way, it's like what? It's like everybody's like, oh, you know, it's kind of like flying cars or something. It's like hypersonics would be like a game changer, but we don't have like we could never get the technology or energy to do that. And then somebody's like, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so we have it. And everybody's like, what the f what? <laughs> Fucking yeah. rice falling son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> But it's just, I think we talked about this on the last Catching Jets, but it's just interesting how, I mean, hypersonics makes everything else uh, meaningless. You know, like, it's funny when you think about, like, you you create all these defenses and then, you know, somebody else makes another weapon that's slightly better. So you have to make better defenses and then go up and up and up. And then you make, like, a hypersonic weapon, which is, like, a paradigm shift. And it's, like, everything is not non-applicable, essentially. You know what I mean? Like, and it kind of sucks, like, the investment. I mean, you know, that's this is a weird thing to think about. But, like, it's frustrating from, like, a government or, like, a state perspective in the sense of, like, we, we're like, hell, yeah, we put all this money down and we're now, like, well defended. And then somebody comes out with hypersonics, like, oh, 
<laughs> like, now you're like, oh man, I gotta figure out how to do that. You're just on an ever, uh, everlasting quest to. Oh. This actually brings up the. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. What were go you ahead. Now that's all. You got everyone. Oh, by the way, uh, the buff has carried our newest hypersonic missile. Yes, I think yeah. it was just uh, captive carry, right? Yeah. So they just yeah, basically you get to, you get flew to do it around that stuff or what? I guess no, it's not, it's not but, operational test yet. But. Yeah, no. But uh, we have we can talk more offline. But um, the I don't know if they talked about the, this to you in SOS. Uh, the Infinite game. Uh, Simon Sinek uh, brought it up, and oh. I think he he wrote a book about it. Um, I think he got it from somebody else, which is always kind of a you know an odd situation. But it's basically the idea that like, you know this. Hopefully I don't, you know, fuck this up, but, but like basically like, you know, if we go to like have a war or something like that and it's against a near peer or somebody else, it's like you shouldn't be playing to that game or you shouldn't be playing just to that war. You should be playing the infinite game, which is like this shit's never ending. Like it's always an arms race or like what's the next thing? You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like it's not about like the battle. It's about more about like the war in the sense of like the longer term. And then it's never going to end. I think he has like some analogies with like baseball games or something like that. Um, so take a look at that when you can. But uh, it, it's a very interesting thing. Yeah, I have to, I have to look that up. It's, it sounds like an interesting concept. I mean, at the end of the day, you're always like you really always have to keep modernizing. If you stay like that's that that goes to really anybody. If you stay stagnant, you're just letting anybody and everybody come to beat you. That's like in the uh, national defense strategy. It says the surest way to prevent a war is be, be prepared to win one. Yes. So, you know, kind of like the best. Uh, I like you working in that NDS there. That's there the, it is. <laughs> the, 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 that's next level. I think you're prepared for leadership already. Oh, damn. Uh, the, yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's like kind of like the best. Uh, I suppose the best. Defense is a good offense, or vice versa. I guess you could kind of say it either way, but yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, and obviously we're doing that well. But again, it's like if you if you lose your footing or mess it up, then it's kind of you know it's like everything's off the table, kind of you know. So it's a very it's a very difficult game to balance, you know. And then I mean, not to go you know, let's not go into the rabbit hole of like you know the we have to be the world's police and all that type of stuff. But yeah. It, but then, so the reason I bring all this up is because it's, you know, this is oversimplifying it, but it's like, if we can all just agree that we're in an infinite game or infinite war or whatever it is, can we just be like, guys, y'all want to chill? Yeah. <laughs> <Everything>, <laughs> like, that's the thing. Uh, like <laughs> weapons, you know? Yeah. Like, he's like, okay, like, you know, you know why you're doing this. We know why we're doing this. We're doing it for the exact same reason. So why are we even doing this? Let's just, let's just, let's just all stop. But then you're like, yeah, yeah. And what we're afraid of, this is, um, and this kind of goes into a psychological thing, but we're afraid that somebody is going to cheat. And the reason we think this, and this is, this might be, um, you have to talk to different philosophers, uh, but the reason we think that somebody would cheat in this system is because we think we would cheat in that system, or we think we would take advantage of the other person. So we end up basically tricking ourselves into only making it a lot harder on ourselves yeah and i mean it's probably because we all we've have cheated before <laughs> you know? yeah exactly it's like the same thing 
this is kind of like a not an out of body experience, but kind of an interesting thing. Have you ever like um, thought about like why is this cer- certain system the way that it is? And then you thought about like, well, if I did it, I would do it this way. And then you end up coming back to the way that it is, and you're like, oh shit, that's the reason. Uh-huh, I understand. You know I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that that's probably why. I mean, I'm sure this is not like revolutionary thinking. Like, oh, let's just ask for peace type of thing. But that's that's the tough part about war is like if you know or fighting, right? It's just like when it all comes down to it, if all diplomacy, I guess it's the dime model, huh? Oh God. They, this, this podcast alone could give you your SOS certificate. Right? <laughs> what is it? Um, diplomacy. Uh, I always forget the I and the M and the O or the E. Uh, economical, I guess is the E military is probably M. I don't know what the I is. Yeah. Diplomatics. Uh, I don't know, military and what'd you say, E? Is it economical? Economic, maybe, yeah. I would, I'd buy that. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's like at the, when it comes down to it, if nothing else happens, it's like, well, I guess we're just going to kill you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, if we can't decide anything, then okay, I guess we'll just take over your land. Oh, and, I guess, uh, um, yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's obviously where it all comes down because that's like, that's literally by force. You're you're changing their mind, I suppose, type of thing. Yeah. But it, it would be obviously it'd be nice if you know sun, sun, sunshine and rainbows if uh, we could just talk things out, type of thing. But mm-hmm. and yeah, that's a good point. I mean, like nobody, you don't want to be the guy. Like you, you want to be. You, it's hard to be like, hey, everybody, let's just uh, chill, chill on the military power. Let's not like research anything anymore. And then like five years, five years later, you think everything's good, and then they come out with like the you know, Stu 71 or something that's like, you know, unstoppable. It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> we could have been practicing this the whole time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a tough one. Oh, there it is. Uh, diplomatic information, military and economic. Hmm. Well, and, yeah. It, it, and it doesn't necessarily go in that order. Or is that what it was supposed to go in that order? I forget. Yeah. Oh, you mean like how um how you choose no, those, like those escalation just, of force? Yeah, those are not the like uh the the flow. Okay. That's just the four choices. Gotcha, yeah. Yeah. Right um, now I'm trying to find that uh video uh of the hypersonic. Oh yeah, dude, that <laughs> that shit's just insane um let's see maybe this uh i don't know i guess maybe we could discuss more like what what do you think is next like what do, we, what do i think is next what's the next uh the play next play? Play, yeah next power play kind of like i think as i don't know it's equipment? All, go it's ahead all kinda, because, what's that go ahead because I'm, I'm trying to figure out what uh i guess get an example of what you're talking about it's all kind of cyclical, right? I guess like like people have an arms race and then somebody kind of like has a recession or something like that. So then they like lose their footing or, you know, there's a change in power or something like that. And then people, uh, you know, then, then I feel like it kind of resets, you know, but yeah. that, that might be one of the solutions to that. I mean, that's the only way I see a solution to the ops temple, right? It's like nothing's really going to change unless – 
the world changes, right? Like, we, I mean, we have to be in certain places for presence and like, mm-hmm. I don't know, to watch out for things. Kind of like. Oh, you're saying so? Like, what? What's the next big place of conflict? Or are you saying like, what's the? How do we go about trying to reel ourselves back in from conflict? Yeah, kind of like the ladder. The ladder. How? Man, it's difficult. Once you're, we're kind of in an unprecedented. Uh, age if you will uh because prior to really this obviously you see all of the um like colonies that were under the british empire the um i guess territories of the british empire the spanish empire portuguese empire um the roman empire uh they weren't like i maybe maybe they were i'm no military historian when it comes to stuff but i feel like we're kind of in there's nothing that has had this global reach like think about it right uh the like let's just take romans they were in africa they were across europe and into parts of asia um we're not only that but we are literally in every single continent like and not just a little bit we are like we the u.s have a strong foothold in every single con- uh, continent where we can basically operate to somewhat um, operate with impunity in that area. There are certain areas that we can't quite get to, but we can at least put up a good fight in just about anywhere, any place. There's almost nowhere we can't touch um, or nowhere that we aren't currently touching, if that makes sense. So how do you reel that back when you have countries who are essentially like, it's, I don't want to, it's like, I don't want to, like, we're not the bull. It's, it's kind of hard to explain. Like, it's just when you have power, it's hard to kind of let other people have power without them surpassing you, if that makes sense, you know? Um, not that we're, and not that we're power hungry either, you know, I think it, it, it also comes down to like back to, like you said, the national defense strategy and whatever your current administration's plan of action is for how our outlook on the world is going to be i think our current one is more so it's a more nationalist thing but that being said um part of the nationalist theory is you have to uh, protect our you know our own sovereignty but when you start pulling your stuff out of like let's say let's say we pulled all of our bases back into the united states got rid of everything well, other people who are try- are on the up and coming, they're now going to be able to expand and do what they will, what they want. Right. And yeah, now, we, and because of that, we're now in a vulnerable spot. Our own sovereignty is now vulnerable. So we're kind of in an unprecedented area where to almost maintain our sovereignty and our um, our hegemony, even within our own sphere of influence or our own section of the Earth sphere. Um, you kind of have to have your kind of tentacles out in here, have, kind of have your hands in people's cookie jar a little bit, just about everywhere, just so we can maintain, like we can kind of keep it in bay and basically fight the fight that's further away so we can build time in the worst case scenario for us to maintain safety in the homeland. Yeah. And I mean, nice, uh, nice word there with the, uh, hegemon, uh, uh, or uh tense that you use there that's uh what is that the basically the guys who's got the biggest dick the big the, 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 
the big dick energy, like the most powerful nation. <laughs> <laughs> right now, we got the big dick energy, but we got people coming for our big dick energy right now. This is it's they're coming hard right now, so to speak. Uh, it's a dick measuring contest, and we got so big far we got the biggest one, huh? So yeah. Um, for now, I'll I, tell you what, Russia and China's growing. There's a there's a joke in there somewhere. I'm not gonna touch it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh yeah so how do you think we're doing though in terms of and i'm just throwing this out i don't really have a uh idea but um or maybe i should say like how do you think we're doing like deterring people because it's kind of like a cold war right now i suppose right well like the near peers like obviously nobody wants to really start a fight and it both sides don't want to get into it but like are it seems like we're trying to fight. I mean, and I don't want to get into the politics of this, but it seems like we're trying to like, you know, push on them, but they're really, whether because of their ethical decisions or whatever, they're actually expanding a little bit their influence more than I would like them to, or we would like them to be able to. And we don't, we don't want to take that step to, yeah. you know, really aggressively like push them back type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I guess my bias is that it seems like we're not losing, but like we're we're maybe losing like a little bit of ground. It's like not anything significant, but yeah. it seems like we're slightly out of balance. I think we are in a decent place. Um, sure, we're losing ground, I guess you could say, but in a to a degree and in a way, that's kind of the idea. You kind of want to lose a little bit of ground so you don't have to keep yourself stretched so thin, but right. At the same time, um, I think uh, as far as other nations kind of growing up and being able to do what they got to do and um, basically have be able to operate um, pretty much with impunity, I guess, in their own sphere of the world, uh, they're going to make strides. And we can't like, I think the thing we got to remember is we can't, if you play keeping up with the Joneses, you're never going to keep up with anybody. Um, right. So. There's things that we do that's better. And people are like, oh, you know, we'll say China is kicking our ass when it comes to um, the economy, when it comes to techno- technological improvements, when it comes to um, just whatever it may be. Um, pick your poison. It's like, yes, to a degree, but not really. It's just a different way of doing things. Just like um, you have two football teams. You're like, oh, and they're in two different conferences. Like one team's gonna play one play one way, the other team might just play in a different way. Does that mean they're both one's gonna beat the other? Not necessarily. Just just because they're winning at the way they like to play the game. Um, China, for instance, may like make all their products and their technologies. If we're talking about military stuff, a certain way because that's the way that they think and they fight. We're not going to try to say we're not going to say, oh, man, they're so advanced. They're doing so. We don't have any of that kind of technology. It's like, well, we may not have any of that technology, but it may just not be the uh, a good fit for the way we want to fight. You know? Um, yeah. And <clears throat> again, now that we're talking about like direct conflict, but they might be doing stuff differently, especially I fucking hate that they like just cheat and like steal our shit, I suppose. But yeah. which I guess God, uh, pres- they, they, they've been getting away with that forever. I don't I understand. Know. Which just, I, people just let them do it. People which certain good countries. Thing, oh, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, no, that's fine. Which a uh, good thing that President Trump's doing with the whole trade war is like you know fighting them on the whole like intellectual property. And isn't it kind of 
this is a little bit of a tangent, but isn't it really, it's like kind of weird that like they like see our shit and that's like a norm, you know what I mean? And like maybe we steal somebody else's stuff or something like that, or like we actually have spies in real life. And it's mm-hmm. like, what the fuck? I thought this was all like movie and fiction. <laughs> it's like, what the hell? This truth you know? is stranger than fiction, man. Yeah, uh, that was a good one. Um, yeah. But yeah. but yeah, it's like they steal our stuff, so they have like similar equipment to us. But again, they like they don't really. So it's and it's kind of uh, what's it called? Not uh, uh, it's like fabricated, I suppose you could say. So it's not as well built or no. Uh, it's 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 one of those things that like and I it, it kind of falls in line with the stereotype. But you get these Chinese like think about anything you have. It's Chinese knockoffs. That's pretty much like it covers their their entire way of doing things is just essentially Chinese knockoffs. Always. Yeah, I never thought like, about it that way. Like, you get, let's say you get like a, a and I, we don't even have to use American, let's use Germany. Germany makes great products. Um, you get a, let's say, I don't know, a a German, set, a, a set of German um, headphones. They've been engineered, they've been made with certain products, cut to a certain specification using from the ground up certain materials. So all the materials were designed to work together and they were all like made in specification to make match that thing. Well, what China does, they're like, Hmm, let's see. Well, let's just measure that, copy that, put it together and it fits together. Let's, let's, let's use it. And it acts like junk because it's not made of the same type of material. Some sure some stuff might be pretty good or work just as good, but it's just not an authentic thing because it wasn't all brought up and made to work co- cohesively in the same mental capacity um, as you know another product. Uh, those those head like this in this scenario the headphones they were all designed to work together versus just making a bunch of copies and putting it back together the same way. It's the same way you get gremlins when you build um, like Frankenstein you know race cars they just don't work all the time. Yeah, and uh, then um, maybe shifting – not shifting gears, but changing the topic slightly, the um, the whole China One Belt initiative, you know, about all that shit. What? The China One Road, One Belt initiative or whatever it is. Yeah, you're talking about them, like kind of like the new Silk Road, I guess. Um, yeah, kind of like they can – getting all the way around to the whole world. Yeah, I, I looked it up in uh, – oh, yeah, Silk Road, like the – they they basically are gonna try to make it from China to like I don't know where the uh, some of the like the Eastern Bloc it looks like to Moscow and like around to Venice even and then they can go like to sea and reach like Africa and some of the other like in the uh, Pacific um, but yeah that shit's tough to fight but at the same time it's like I suppose I I just realized we can give ourselves some credit in the sense that. You're inherently not going to be every well. You're like the you're like the outsider, right? It's like if I grew up in uh, wherever Maryland or something and tried to become a senator in Oregon, you know, it's it's going to be hard for me to do that because I'm kind of like the outsider, you know. I'm, I don't yeah. get as much, you know, like the, everybody around me is going to be like, well, this guy's not like authentic or something like that. But so that's how it's like if we show up in the Pacific or something, they're like what are you trying to do changing our life? You know what I mean? Like you're, yeah, you're, you're coming, to, you're coming to our, you're coming to our neighborhood and trying to make us conform to what you do. Like you, you can't really get mad at them for that either. Yeah. Uh, but so, but yeah. given that we actually maybe are doing fine, you know what I mean? 
that's a that's a tough thing to battle that you inherently is always going to be working against you. So, yeah, a little, always, little credit for the United States there. Yeah, you're never you can't be the home team at all, all times. You know, like you're right. you got to travel. Um, and a little fun fact for you: the they did a poll and they said "Made in Germany" is like the big the best reputation of all like the "Made in Blank," and uh, oh, no surprise. Yeah, no surprise. Made in China was the worst, but yeah, uh, I think made in made in U.S. was like the second one. So yeah, yeah, there's something to be said about that. I think Germans make some good products. Um, it, it, this is the problem is just a small country, and even when like we have a ton of assembly lines, it's just the way we do things. But um, yeah, we like I said, I think our products are great, um, and that's not that's just not me being a hometown person. Really, all generals and then like our civilian overlords. Um, <laughs> I think that they are going to be, they're more accountable to that stuff. So you're likely to see, like, for instance, it, let's say that the Air Force is just like, they, somebody like does an inspection and they're saying, man, the Air Force, like we gave, let's say we gave you um, $100 billion, okay, and that um, we gave you $100 billion and you used all $100 billion, but only $50 billion of that, excuse me, only $50 billion of that was actually worthwhile or used on projects that are built upon what this, you know, administration or built upon what the national defense strategy is going for. And the other $50 million, you just kind of squandered and used it for programs that are useless. Like, I think... I think, you know, a general or a, you know, this, the secretary of the Air Force in this example would easily get fired, you know, but, you know, oh, Tommy Toughnuts over, you know, <laughs> Tommy Toughnuts over in the corner sitting at, you know, XYZ Air Force Base, um, who's wasting money, who put in the wrong, like, who put in the wrong uh, defense travel system or DTS uh, defense travel system. Uh, accounting code and got an extra, you know, a hundred dollars when he shouldn't have and never reported it. Like he's, ne- what's he going to ever, he's never going to see anything. Um, he's just going to like, Oh, well, yeah, I'm a shit bag, but they're not going to fire me. <laughs> so it, it's tough. I think people are accountable, but it, it really is incumbent on us just to be, get, really um, be good stewards of the taxpayer's dollar. And it just comes down to being a good dude. In my opinion, um, if I get if I gave you port, you know, a hundred dollars, I'm like, hey man, um, can you go just get some food for the week for us? And then you come back and you have a bunch of bread and peanut butter and jelly, and then you just, you spent the other, you know, ninety dollars on a sound system or something, or like you know, hookers uh, and blow. Yeah, then I'm like, dude, what the fuck? He's like, well, I got a sandwiches for the week <laughs> you know we're good like, right I got like what do you mean I, I did exactly what you wanted you're like that's like that's not being a good steward of the money you know yeah so i i think it, i really do I, I don't know did that answer your question uh i kind of went on a tangent there yeah kind of it's just like it's like it's kind of just the nature of the beast right because of just how big the organization is and the just how it works kind of just being a government yeah. entity but i uh, i would just like to see in the future us uh us try to change and like be a little bit more like space kind of talked about it and i'm sure uh pops does too shout out to pops for being such a good uh patron of the podcast but um (laughs) 
along with other people like uh, Jasm and uh, uh, Regal, I think it was. Um, but oh yeah, so he he was talking about like space was talking about like let's you got to make the Air Force more like a business, right? In terms of like we should be trying to cut costs where we can, you know what I mean? Like looking yeah. at like offering stuff a little bit more and also like, you know, I don't know if you ever had a, or heard about, you know, like maybe getting somebody fired or a contractor fired or something like that. It's like, you have to like fucking show a bunch of records of like, yeah, we're running to the issue at my squadron right yeah. now. Yeah. Like a paper trail of that shit like that, you know, instead yeah. of the commander just going over and being like, you're fired. You're fired. <laughs> You're done. You're done. <laughs> Throw in the towel, kid. You're done. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's literally the, the exact issue that we're running to in my uh, squadron right now. So. Uh, and, then, and then what happens? Yeah. Is, I bet you guys are thinking like, let's just send them somewhere else, right? You know. Yeah, exactly. You foist them on somebody else. Yeah, exactly. And then everybody does that. You know, somebody was actually Swinger was talking to me about how. He had a somebody in ROTC. He said shouldn't have been there, and then they're just like, he's just like, this person had no business being in the military type of thing. And then the commander's kind of like, oh, I think um, once he or she goes to field training, you know, they'll be done. And then of course they make it to field training, they make it to a commission, you know, they're in the air force, they're doing whatever else, you know what I mean? And then we can have the whole discussion about like the, the wrong people stay in and the right people see that it's bullshit yeah. and burnt out leave. So like now we're just left with the the stupid or the it's, it's you know. just the willing, not the able. Yeah, you're left with the willing, not yeah. the able. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it sounds like somebody else we know. Uh, we've talked about. I won't put their name out there on the podcast. That'd be a little bit disparaging. Yeah, and by the way, that the same people we talk about, a lot of people bring up. Like it's yeah. <laughs> so that's a little bit comforting in the fact that it's not just me or us, you know what I mean, type of thing. No, I'm like, oh, I hate this person. It's like, should I or you know, hate's a strong word, but I, you know, <laughs> I hate this person acts this way or something like that. And then like other people who see it talk with me about it, and it's like, yeah, exactly. It's like you know, kind of we got the consensus kind of yeah. figured out. But it may not be vice. We may not be nice, but we're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So. <laughs> Yeah, I would just like to see that change. That's very, very irritating, but obviously not going to change overnight, but hopefully the culture can get updated. I mean, yeah. kind of like the whole, I know we're, we're, we got to wrap up soon, but kind of like the whole, like, I feel like reservists in general. I mean, obviously they do their part and stuff like that, but are they really doing anything for us? Oh, you know, here like, we go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, well, I think Jasmine could weigh in on this. Dude, we we got to get him on the podcast I think, again. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, miss, but he could probably relate to this. He's he's a new reservist. Uh, yeah, I didn't even think. About that. <laughs> but of course, there's always good people. You know what I mean? I think yeah. I know, you. We all know who I'm actually talking about. You know, in our certain community. Yes, uh, yes. But it's just like they're like, it's just you know they're there for a certain reason, certainly. But a lot of the times they don't get used the way they're supposed to, and then they kind of just drag stuff down. And again, it's like once you're there, you're good. You know what I mean? And like I, I talk to contractors sometimes or whoever GSs, and like they they uh, retire from the military and then they're gonna get a retirement from the federal government type of thing. Yeah. And like how? I mean, I'm sure if they took put their time in the military, they kind of just put their head down. But then when they're GSs, they do like nothing, you know, and they get that second retirement. It's like what the fuck, dude? You yeah. know, like that's like very lucrative, obviously. Um, just, you know, just cashing in and just got a, basically a cash. Yeah, 
They're fucking ridiculous, man. But yeah, anyway, that was a little bit, you know, venting, but hashtag venting, but. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's all good. I think that this this discussion could go on, and who knows? I'm sure we'll probably have more. Probably end up doing another episode. I imagine right after this one, uh, we got if you're up for it. But uh, yeah. uh, listeners, let us know what you think and uh, send us send us some questions, huh? Especially yeah. Jasmine. We should yes. we should have him on again. Um, yeah. um, really, anybody like if you're yeah anybody you don't have to have a call sign either, but it just helps. Right. As long as you got some stuff to say, we can uh, fill in the rest. Uh, Lap of Luxury Podcast at gmail.com. There it is. There you go. Easy. Is uh, what was the Facebook again? Also, uh, it should just be Lap of Luxury. Lap of Luxury. Like Lap of Luxury. Yeah. Yeah. Should Lap of Luxury. Was it podcast there or no? I can't remember. Uh, I can't remember either. Uh, we're not very good stewards of our own podcast. Huh? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we're not the best promoters. We never. We got to hire somebody for that. With all the infinite bucks we earn from this. <laughs> we got to start getting some uh, advertising. Yeah, maybe we should just start a Patreon. Yeah. Make some shirt. Oh, we could make a shirt, dude. We should make some shirts. <laughs> yeah, one. I think we got enough uh, good taglines, right? <sighs> FF2018. Dude, and, oh. Are, <laughs> should we just cut this and start talking ideas? Because I think we got a couple we can make here. Yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed the uh, catching bets. It's always a good one when we get some some uh, information going and flowing. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, all right, guys, uh, appreciate it. Talk to you soon. Right. Yeah. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individuals and do not reflect the official policy or position of any agency of the U.S. government.